Welcome to Beers and Buckets. We're back for another week, another great episode. We're excited for this episode. I am your host, Connor Caldwell. I'm joined by Dal. Dal, how's it going, my man? I'm good, you know. Gotta love drinking a beer during the workday on Monday as we record. Um, you know, it's the lifestyle, man. We're degenerates. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it says it in the intro. No, I'm good. Uh, basketball's back. Football is dead to me. And yes. as as both my teams... Uh, collapse yeah. so we're not going to talk about that sport ever again no, except for you, you made fun of me last eagles. week for saying that but you know i'm dead except football <laughs> except the eagles because the eagles are you know which is dope um yep. but yeah no great great weekend connor how you doing I'm doing pretty good, man. It's been a it was a fun weekend. Went to the USF tailgate, so that was fun. Uh, they got destroyed by SMU, but had a good time with friends and had a relaxing, kind of relaxing Sunday. I did some errands, but you know what? It's all good. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode, though, because I mean we get to recap a week of college basketball and we get to do our picks, so it's gonna be really fun. Uh, we are part of the Basketball Podcast Network, where you can get the latest on your favorite teams and what's happening around the NBA and NCAA. So we're not going to waste any more time. Week one review. Uh, we have a couple new segments for you guys this week. Um, the first one we're going to start out with is I Told You So. It's games that we seemed irrationally confident about. And uh, so, I mean, I just love the one Temple over Nova. I called it. Dow, what would you think of that game? Uh, we'll get into it in a second on another one of these first segments. But Nova did not look very good. Uh Ken Whitmore needs to come back soon yeah. rather than later is the big takeaway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game's a totally different game with Ken Whitmore. Uh, but, you know, just the fact that it was played at Nova or at Temple, which you said wasn't going to be a type John kind of thing, but it ended up being a type John kind of thing. So, uh, no, that was it was it was a fun game all around. <laughs> Down the stretch, Temple played really well. Can't believe that they called a foul in the last second shot. You rarely see that. Um, so, you know, could have should have gone in overtime, but it is what it is. Uh, what is a I told you so game for us? All right, so my I told you so game is kind of cheating because I'm picking NC State beating Campbell, which I wasn't rationally high on NC State, and we have literally never mentioned the Campbell Camels. So <laughs> I'm taking this more as just a way to talk about Traquavion Smith and the start to the, the season he's having. Uh, let me pull it up because I have too many tabs open. Um, he had... He had 26 and 5 in the opener and had 19 and 6 in the uh, game against Campbell. Went 4 for 8 from 3 against Campbell. Uh, getting to the basket, had three steals. He has been everything, like, he has been as advertised and shot 37% from three earlier. Obviously, small sample size, but shooting his, his 7 for 15 on the year for a 47% percentage this year. Uh, getting to the basket, drawing fouls. He has just been everything is advertised. Um, and that is very good for both my brand, considering that I was super high on him as in, for NC State in general. Yeah, he's off to a hot start for sure. Uh, somebody that I thought was going to have a good season. Uh, I didn't think NC State's going to have a good season still, but we'll, we, we have yet to see that. We haven't played really any competition, so... We'll see, but um, that might be something that'll be on our next segment for me in a couple of weeks, which is Humble Pie, uh, teams that we're definitely too low on. So uh, the team I was too low on was Memphis, but I will note, however, DeAndre Williams is a cheat code for Memphis. 
Did you know his record since he's enrolled with that? Like Memphis's record since DeAndre Williams has been enrolled that they are when he's not playing. That was a very confusing sentence. Uh, it is but very no. confusing. <laughs> but Tell me. Here, they're seven and seven when he is not playing. They're like thirty-three and six when he is playing. Which is that insane. seems good. Yes, but also he's twenty-six years old. Like you should have this figured out by now. <laughs> Man, that dude's older than Stetson Bennett, and that's saying something. Yeah. So uh, shoot, I'm not uh, talking about football. Uh, never mind. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Uh, no, I, I'm a little lower on uh, Memphis, but also it might speak to how Vanderbilt, and we'll talk about Vanderbilt in a little bit. But I was a little high on Vanderbilt, and I shouldn't have been. So uh, maybe it speaks more to Vanderbilt than it does to Memphis. We'll see. Uh, we have yet to see that, but who are you, uh, taking, taking a slice of humble pie for this week? I'm going to go with West Virginia. Um, they, they got a good win over the weekend. Um, when was their game? In the back. Yeah, no, it, was Friday. it was Friday. Yeah. Friday. So technically not the weekend, I guess. Well, I don't know. It's 7 PM on Friday. That's a weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they beat, they beat Pitt 81 56. Uh, two teams came in. Pretty even, honestly, uh, doing this without Jose Perez also, who didn't play. So yeah, Joe, Toussaint, Joe Toussaint, the, the transfer from Iowa, had a really good game. But we, I mean, we picked them ninth in the Big 12. Steven had them last in the Big 12. So for them to get a win, I mean, Pitt's not going to be a juggernaut in the ACC by any stretch. But for them to, to come out without Jose Perez, who has the potential to be their best player and and get a dominant win, not just a win, but a dominant win. Yeah, no. It, Start to finish, it was dominant. Yeah, yeah, at Pittsburgh, too. Uh, that's a – yeah, I, we were definitely a little low on them, it seems. Yeah. Okay, so the next segment we'll uh, we'll do is I've got my eye on you. It's teams that are struggling to play to their expectations. I had two options here. I, I'm going to say both, but really I, I mean the one because they, they've shown up multiple games now. TCU, man. Uh, the other one was Miami, but I think they've worked out a little bit of the kinks in there and their issues there. But TCU struggled with Arkansas Pine Bluff, like winning by like one point. And then the next game, I forget with who they played, but they were struggling with that one too. Um, you got to step it up. I mean, we have we have a lot riding on you, TCU. So I know football is at the forefront right now, but come on. Yeah, step it up. Yeah, they dropped from – they started the season 16th in Ken Palm. They have dropped to 37th, which a 20 20- – Point, 21 point drop in Kenpom two games into the year. Not great. Yeah. No, no, not great. Uh, who's who you got your eye on as, as far as teams that are struggling? So I alluded to this earlier, but Villanova is my team. Uh, they handled LaSalle fairly well. Uh, and then, like we said, lost to Temple by four. They're just really uh, not forcing turnovers on defense. Their turnover rate. Is on defense, like forced, is 338th uh, in the country so far against two teams that like are not overly great. They're insanely slow on offense. Yeah, 341st in pace on offense. Just when you, they're actually shooting really well too, which is a a weird kind of dichotomy because they are super efficient when they shoot the ball, but they just aren't having like aren't putting together enough possessions to be able to yeah. take advantage of that. So do better. They're also like <laughs> shooting they're shooting fifty six percent from three so far, but they're three hundred and twenty second in three point attempts per field goal attempt. Uh so only twenty six percent 
27% of their shots are threes. So maybe fix that too. Um, I don't know. Just, just be was not expecting them to lose to Temple as we saw last week. Uh, and I was this close did. to pitching that too. And, and I knew you weren't going to buy it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pitch it. Should have pitched it, man. <laughs> you should have. And then I would have looked dumb. <laughs> All right. So last segment for the last, or last week recap here. My arguably favorite segment, because it's just going to be funny to do, <laughs> is if you follow TikTok, uh, James Droz on TikTok, you know that this guy is a savage. He will rip apart any team that loses. And uh, so it's the what happened uh, teams that got upset. According to Ken Palm, we're going to go over just the top 100 teams in Ken Palm that got upset. Tennessee, uh, what happened? Uh? Tennessee, Tennessee lost. They were number four in Ken Palm, lost to number 74, Colorado. And we're going to talk about Colorado in a little bit, but they lost that game like easily. It was 78 to 66. And yeah, that I was know Plavsic. Plavsic was not like wasn't a, in, but yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I was say wasn't in. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, Zakai Ziegler just got cooked. Uh, KJ Simpson just absolutely cooked him all game. And then uh, that De Silva kid, oh man, that kid's not like not even in the top like three tiers of players on Ken Palm for them. And uh, he had just like three, two or three big threes down the stretch just to stretch that lead. So pretty awesome to see the Buffaloes get that win. Yeah, there there are some games on here that will be like, okay, that was a fluke. Like they probably should have won that game and just kind of lost it the last second or whatever. No, this was a domination pretty much all game. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, Tennessee was not their big man that they've had for whatever seems like Plavsic, uh there, but that that doesn't stop him. That doesn't stop their guards getting cooked. And Zakai Ziegler got cooked, man. Uh, all right, moving on. Arizona State. They were number seventy nine. Lost to number two hundred thirty third Texas Southern, sixty seven to sixty six in overtime. Arizona State. What happened? You know, it's just you hate to see it. You hate to Joel see justice it. happened. You know, the next one is uh, Wyoming, number 69. Nice. Wyoming lost to number 343, Southeastern Louisiana, uh, 76 to 72. This is because of the, the preseason pictures that Wyoming took. If It's just a direct result. There's no other way to ex- I, explain it. I wanted to go through and delete this one because I love Wyoming and <laughs> uh, I love Hunter Mountain Auto. They are missing um, one, of their, one of their big players who is supposed to come back. Uh, I think like in January, maybe. Um, but Graham EK is out for them, and he is super important. But yeah, this was bad. Yeah. Dal, take this next one, because I know you're going to really enjoy this one. <laughs> this is a double-decker. We get we get to call out a team twice. Uh, the number 91 team in Kimpom was your Louisville Cardinals, and they lost 67-66 <laughs> to Bellarmine, who was number 232, and then lost again to Wright State. 73 72 both of these losing one possession like one point games hilarious the fact that against Bellarmine especially they were down big mounted this big comeback at the yum center just to lose it is hilarious and Wright State hit a buzzer beater to beat them so Bellarmine did everything they could to lose that game and they ended up still winning Louisville please (laughs) please take this win and Louisville's like nah we're good yeah all right, Wichita State, they were number 80 in Kimpom, lost to number 327 Alcorn State, 79 to 60. Lost by 19 points. Shockers. What happened? 
Uh, UAB, number 47, lost to number 84, Toledo, 93-85. Let me note here, like this one and uh, like Boise State and UCF, they're on this list. Uh, they lost like, some good teams, but still they were top 100 in Ken Palm and got upset. We can't let it slide. So uh, UAB, Jelly, what happened? Uh, I, will, I want to say one point. I want to say <laughs> yeah. one thing on UAB. UAB, insanely fun to watch. Win or lose, they play incredibly fast on both offense and defense. And it's Andy that, Kennedy, whole, baby. that whole defense kind of thing, they're not really that interested in playing yet. No, no, no. They no. just want to outscore you, so they're fun. Yeah. That's that's always a fun play, way to play basketball. Yeah. Lie. Oregon, number 29 Oregon, lost to number 148 UC Irvine, 69 to 56. And it was, like we said, with Tennessee and Colorado, a total domination from UC Irvine. It was absolutely from start to finish. Just they were so tough defensively. Ducks, what happened? The Anteaters um, happened. Yeah, happened. the Anteaters happened. Uh, Colorado, number 58, Colorado, lost to number 324, Grambling State, 83 to 74. This is before Colorado, or after, no, before Colorado beat Tennessee. So talk about the roller coaster of a week for Colorado here. I mean, losing to 324, Grambling State, and then going and beating number four, Tennessee. Whew, whirlwind of emotions. Colorado, what happened? But you don't care because you just beat yesterday as <laughs> the Volunteers. <laughs> Vanderbilt, number 74, Vanderbilt lost to number 327, Southern Miss, 60 to 48. Vanderbilt, what happened? Uh, Oklahoma State, <clears throat> excuse me, number 34, Oklahoma State lost to number 84, Southern Illinois. What happened, Cowboys? Southern oh, Illinois man. actually looks good for, they if did. you're like looking for a team that might make some noise in March if they can win their conference. Southern Illinois. There was some discourse on this next one uh, with you and I just putting it on here. But like I said, it's a top 100 team. And they lost. We gotta, we gotta show them. We gotta show them what happened. So Boise State, number 85. Boise State lost to 129. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, 68 to 66. This is not a bad loss, but Boise State, what happened? It's not a good loss either. <laughs> no, it's not a good loss. Um, UCF, which you know. Double overtime win, but number 85 UCF lost in 187 UNC Asheville, 98 to 95 in double overtime, like I said. However, Drew Pemper had 40 points in regulation. Knights, what happened? Like you care, you just beat FSU, so it doesn't matter. Um, it's going to be a great week to be a Knight. But no, Drew Pember is on my short list of transfers to watch when he enters the portal. Because that dude... <laughs> when is, he enters the portal. Yeah. He is tall, but he can score from outside. He can score inside. He was cooking UCF, man. They could not stop him. And it, it, it was some bad fouls there late. Um, Oklahoma, number 28. Oklahoma lost to number 159. Sam Houston State, 52-51. It was a buzzer beater for Sam Houston State. Sooners, what happened? If Temple, you score 50 number, points in a game yeah. and lose, you're bad. Yeah, definitely. Temple, while upsetting Villanova, also lost to number 282 Wagner in overtime, 76-73 earlier in the week. So you don't care what happened because you beat Villanova. So we'll just move on there. But what happened, Temple? Uh, USC, number 36 USC, lost to number 258 Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City, baby, 74-61. to the Andy Enfield revenge game. <laughs> yes, definitely. 
uh, USC, what happened? And then lastly, <clears throat> FSU, number 65 FSU, took two L's last week, one of which was to number 313 Stetson, 83-74. to 74. FSU, how are you going to lose to the Hatters? <laughs> They're the Hatters. That's they're the sick. Hatters. They're the Hatters. They're delayed. I love the great little on the on the meme on like on the meme on Twitter. There was the meme going around with like Stetson Bennett beating uh, Tennessee in football, and then <laughs> everyone acting like that he was the person that beat Florida State in basketball too. And they're like, man, he had a great weekend. Yep. All right, let's move on. All right, now it's time for Shark Tank Upsets, where each of us picks a game of the week to try and pitch for an upset. We have to use stats, trying to convince them on the other person on how, like how we should or that they should buy in on this upset. So you could buy a six pack or a pint six pack or a keg, or you could back up the truck and buy the whole thing. I don't care. Um, Dow, what are you pitching this week? This is going to be a fun segment, especially with it. With literally, I'm following the end of our what happened segment with this, <laughs> and that's probably not great for my pitch. But I am taking the Florida State Seminoles to get their first win on the year against Florida at uh, at the Donald L. Tucker Center, which I did not know was where Florida State plays. But this is in Tallahassee on Friday. Um. Big, the big thing here is Florida State had gotten killed on the boards. That's where they really lost both of their games. They're 356, literally last in offensive rebound percentage. The reason I point that out is that Florida is 226th in offensive rebound percentage whenever they're on offense. So they are not a good – they will not be able to really take advantage of that um, that weakness on the Florida State part. Uh, Florida State is weirdly really tall for how like many offensive rebounds they give up. They have a lineup that should be able to match, especially Colin, Colin Castleton and Alex Fudge. They should be able to match those two guys um, in terms of size. The experience is like, relatively there for Florida State, too. They are shooting 36% from three which is solid. They don't turn the ball over that much. Um, so that's my that's my thing. Plus, they just, like, have to win at some point. So, um, This is tough. Actually, let me do my pitch, and then I'll come back to see if I want. Like, let me, oh, let me no. sit on that okay. a little bit. Okay, let me okay. sit on a little bit. You, you, Matthew Cleveland is an, in, in, should be an NBA guard as well. He has not played like it. So we don't take that part into consideration, but he's good. Yeah. I'm going to come back to this and then you can decide, like I'll do, I'll, I'll decide okay. after okay. I pitch and then you decide after I, uh, I pitch and there we go. Um, okay. I'm picking Seton Hall to win over Iowa this week. Um, the quality of opponents for both these teams, just for the pretty much every team in college basketball so far has been really like, it's like not telling of the full team. Um, so keep that in mind, but Seton Hall turns the ball over a lot, but they are way more aggressive on defense, whereas Iowa has not been aggressive on defense this year. Um, Seton Hall's number three in defensive effective field goal percentage with 31.7%. Uh, the game is at Seton Hall in New Jersey. Ken, Prom, Ken Palm predicts a 76 to 75 win for Seton Hall. Um, I'm just, I just, one of those more of the gut feeling than anything. This could be Shaheen Holloway saying, hey, 
I am actually a good coach. Respect me. I didn't just make an elite eight with nothing. I, I, you know, like I just did it with my actual coaching ability and the little bit of talent that I had with St. Peter's. So this is my, uh, this is my Shaheen Holloway. I'm for real game. What do you think? What am I going to say? You're going to pick Iowa because you like Chris Murray. No. You just said that Kimpom has them predicted to win. That's not an upset, Connor. I know, but it's the, the set. Seton Hall was 36 and Iowa was 18 on Kimpom. So, like, yes, it's not technically an upset according to Kimpom, but it feels like an upset. So Fair. I mean, I think Seton Hall is going to win, but I don't think it's go. an upset. Uh, but no, I'm, upset. I'm super in on this. Uh, Tyree Samuel, Trey Jackson, Tay Davis – Kind of the three big guys, um, Tyree Samuel and Trey Jackson, both. I'm saying big guys in terms of they mm-hmm. are in the go-to guys thing on Kimpom, which means they are used in a lot of possessions. But you have them, you have Casey and Defo, you have Kadari Richmond, who I was super high on in our Big East preview. All those guys, six six and above, to kind of account for the size that Iowa brings. Chris Mary six eight. McCaffrey, the McCaffrey bros, six, six and six, nine. Like you need size to be able to match up with Iowa and Seton Hall has that, that size. Um, plus it's at home. Again, this isn't an upset. So I'm playing this under protest. But okay. I okay. Well, no, no, buy here, here we go. As well. Here, this was my almost upset here. So this is, this is good for the good content for the pod. Okay. Um, James Madison is going to beat UNC and I'm saying this with as matter of factly as I can. They have scored 123, 106, and 97 in their first three games of the season. They're shooting 47.4% from three, which is 15th in the nation. And UNC just looked not good. I mean, they like if uh, who was it that they, I forgot the who they played, but my Wilmington. They played Wilmington, yeah. and they were just like Wilmington couldn't make a, a shot to save their life, and it was open shots too. It's not like UNC was defending it well. So here's my. You're you're walking through the liquor store and say, you want to try a sample of this beer? Just take one of these on, on James Madison because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I I like this. UNC is very strange because they played a game where they had 64 possessions and scored 69 points, and then they played nice. against Charleston. Yeah, nice. And they played a game with 76 possessions and scored 102 points. So it's like, which team are you? Um, I'm down. I'll buy. I'll buy a pint on a James Madison win. Uh, they play so fast. This. Oh my gosh, dude! James Madison plays so fast. It's insane. Yeah, Ken Palm's projecting 75 possessions in this game, which is super fun. Well, not only is James Madison um, number 15th in the nation in three point percentage, they're also 36 in the nation for a two point percentage. So they're doing a pretty decent job of scoring. Um, so we'll see, but. Yeah, this is this is the one that like I was going to pick, but I thought it was like this is too outlandish. You know what? Here we go. I'm all in on it. Seton Hall is going to be Iowa. James Madison is going to beat UNC. It's going to they're happen. a big offensive rebounding percentage team, and North Carolina for as well as they rebound on the offensive side when they're on offense. Like Amanda Bacot, that's what he's his big thing is offensive rebounding. They are not that great at defensive rebounding, probably because no. he's going for too many blocks. So there's another opportunity there for uh, for the upset. I'm I like that actually. Okay, cool. Glad we settled that. And I am going to buy a pint on Florida State over mm. Florida. It is not. I'm not super confident <laughs> in that. If I could get less than a pint, I would. But 
<laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, like it's bound to happen just because if I didn't pick it, it would happen. So I'm going to pick it and it's probably not going to happen and I'll end up eating dirt there, but it's okay. Does this so. help your confidence at all? Do you know who the top person in terms of number of possessions, like usage rate is for the Florida State Seminoles this year? No idea. It's Cameron Fletcher. <laughs> oh man, he had he had a struggle game the other day. But um, if Florida State had Baba Miller, this would be like this would be an easy or not an easy pick, but it would be definitely more confident in my pick here. Uh, but they're just doing that man dirty. This is the third Free time Baba we've Miller, talked maybe. about him. Yeah. Free Baba Miller. We're going to keep saying that on every episode. We make shirts. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, all right, let's move on. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Dal, if Paulo is back, take the magic over the Timberwolves. Paulo versus Ant is going to be fun regardless who wins, but that man's coming back for vengeance after being injured for a couple games. Yeah, and the Timberwolves look really weird. Like, Anthony Edwards isn't dunking. He has, like, three dunks on the year. They they just look weird, man. Did you see his thing about him, about the Wolves being soft? That's the second time a, a premier player has said that the Timberwolves are soft, first being Jimmy Butler. So, my, my thing on that, though, is, like, he is – Jimmy Butler was calling everyone else out for being soft. Anthony Edwards is including himself in it, which is the strange thing to me. Yeah. I don't know. That's all weird, but I know Very a great strange. place where they play really tough basketball that he can join uh, down in Florida, and it's not in Miami. So, <laughs> uh, With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Dal, it's time for the beer review. What are you drinking this Monday morning afternoon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you drinking? I probably could have picked a, a better beer for a Monday morning considering the ABV on this one, but Urban Artifact is a brewery out of Cincinnati. They have a tropical this is incredibly oxymoronic they have a tropical midwest fruit tart which i don't understand how you can be both tropical and midwest but alas here we are um it's called fire iron it is 8.5 percent abv it also because it's a tart has the ph it's a 3.4 ph which is quite acidic um it says it has one fourth of a pink guava one half of a banana and three-fourths of a passion fruit in each can, which I don't know how you fit that in just a can. That seems like too much area, but we'll, we'll see how it is here. It's definitely tropical-y. That's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, the guava really does actually come through. 
Taste that. That's not bad. It doesn't taste like it's 8.5% or 8.4% either. Uh -oh. So this is pretty solid. I think it's funny that you picked an 8% beer to review in the middle of the day. Brother, you <laughs> know, I, I have two more beers left in the six pack that I got most recently <laughs> and is, you know. All right. Well, I'm going to go here. ahead and you think of your, your comparison for a college team. Um, I'm went with my hometown of Georgetown, Kentucky country boy brewing, uh, brown ale. It's a shotgun wedding. It's a brown ale brewed with bur bourbon soaked vanilla beans. It's 5.3%, 24 IBUs and untapped has at 3.76. So pretty average untapped rating. I don't even know why we put them on here anymore, but, um, I'm going to give this a try. I'm not a huge brown ale guy, a little too dark sometimes for my foot, my taste, but I do like bourbon and vanilla, so let me give it a sip. Don't really taste the bourbon soaked vanilla beans, but I mean, taste of vanilla, which tastes pretty good. Pretty good brown ale, uh, smoother than I expected it to go down. Obviously, not a not super crushable, um, and it's more of a sipping beer. Definitely would enjoy it by bonfire, not so much by a pool if that makes sense. So um, I'm going to go with Temple. Temple basketball, baby. You know, it has its time and its place. Like, it didn't have its time against Wagner last week, but it had it against Villanova when he needed it to. So here we go. To Temple, to the Owls. I'm also going to take my cue from a performance last week, and I'm going to compare this beer to Colorado because first it was sour and then it was sweet. <laughs> And they they lose to a team in the three hundreds and can palm and then beat Tennessee. So got two two very close into the spectrum. Also four point oh four on untapped, which is pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah, not the highest we've had, but pretty high. Yeah, pretty high. Um yeah. also Garner's beer is dope. Shotgun winning's great. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Big fan. Also, for the beer lovers of the Beers and Buckets podcast, we are going to – Beers and Buckets is going to actually be together Ooh. for the first time in January. We're going to the Orlando Beer Week. Uh, it's seven days. We're not going all seven days because we can't afford that kind of that kind of beer drinking habits. But uh, we will be going to Orlando Beer Week. We are going to go to Galaxy's Edge Outpost. We yes, are going to – UCF versus Houston, and we might be going to uh, the Celtics versus the Magic game. So There's it's going to be a great time. What? There's a might in that? I mean, yeah. I mean, look, you never know. It might be canceled or whatever, but yeah, we <laughs> will be going to the Magic versus Celtics game. So uh, we will be doing a first time ever like in-person podcast together, which is going to be super fun. And we're going to have a lot of content for you guys at the Orlando Beer Week. So uh, check that out. It's late January. I'm super, super pumped for it. All right. It's time for the Throwdown Games. This is the thrill scores of the week for Ken Palm. I, I pick the top three, four, maybe five games each day. So we have Monday, which is today, the 14th. Dal FAU, Florida Atlantic, goes to Gainesville to take on Florida at 7 p.m. tonight. Ken Palm says 78-68. I'm saying go Owls. They're going to upset Florida tonight. Florida's <laughs> taking guess. two losses this week to FAU and FSU. It's, 
I'm down. Let's do yes, it. let's do it. All right, um, another game tonight: DePaul at Minnesota at 7 p.m. Kim Palm says 69-68 Minnesota. What do you think? Let's go. Let's go to Paul. Why not? I'm gonna go Got with the Golden Gophers. I'm gonna go with the Golden Gophers here. Uh, no, no reason why it would be an upset, but um, no, no, like reason as to why I think so. Just a gut feeling. So yeah, go Golden Gophers. Um, Tuesday, the tomorrow we're recording today on Monday, so. Um, the 15th, we have Michigan State versus Kentucky at 7 p.m. for the Champions Classic. Ken Palm predicting 74-66 Kentucky. What do you think? Um, big question on is Oscar Shibwe playing? Because after watching Maddie Sissoko uh, kind of beat up on Drew Timmy for half, uh, he might be a problem if Oscar Shibwe isn't playing. So... I'm going to go tentative on the final score, depending on if Oscar is playing. But outside of that, I feel like the Kentucky will do a pretty good job of having the, the what's it called? Whenever you have the advantage, the advantage in the backcourt. <laughs> and so I'm going to go, I'm going to go Kentucky by five. Yeah. I mean, Oscar in or not, I still think Kentucky is the better team here. Um, if you watch the the game and the breakdown of that game, they were just going under screens to stop the pick and roll action for Michigan State was uh, on Gonzaga. So, I mean, if they if they continue to do that on Kentucky, Kentucky should have the shooting advantage to beat that. So I'm gonna go Kentucky by seven. Um, I think but, that might have been a strategy that was employed because they were playing on a literal aircraft carrier, yeah. aircraft carrier, and it was outside. And I won a lot Maybe. of money on the under on that. And <laughs> I thank them for that. Either way, uh, I still think Kentucky has advantage over the wings. And even with Oscar being out, Uganda and Lance have that down pat. So I'm, I'm going with and Kentucky. On this they one. do match up well against Sissoko, who is mainly an athletic like energy effort guy. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So Kansas versus Duke at nine thirty PM, which is probably going to be closer to 10, 10, 15. If we're being honest, the champions classic game. Uh, Ken Palm has Kansas winning 73, 72. I'm going to go Duke here. I like their matchup better. I think Derek Lively is going to be the best center in the game here. Um, and I think they're just going to try and lean on him in this game. So I'm going to go Duke. Is he officially back for this game? I think he's back. Yeah, I guess he's already played, so he probably is. Yeah. Know. Um, I'll go Kansas just because picking Duke is gross, and I don't know. J- Jalen Wilson is easily has the most experience and is probably one of the most talented players in this game. Uh, and I don't know, Duke has like weirdly not been able to get a lot of their players involved, like. Guess who the three top players are in terms of usage for Duke are right now on Ken Palm? Well, I know one's probably going to be Filipowski. Filipowski is second. Um, I don't know the other two. I can't, I can't Christian Reeves and Kale Catchings are the other mm-hmm. two. Meanwhile, Tyrese Proctor in the limited roles and Derek Lively in the limited roles portion. So One they're game, only though. getting 12 to 16. Jacob Grandison has not been used essentially at all. And it's just like a weird fit right now for Duke. 
And yeah, I think they're just figuring out the rules. But um, also, like, keep in mind with the we're two, three games in. It's Derek Lively, yeah, no, like for sure. one game in, you know. So it's definitely a little skewed and hard to tell overall. But yeah, I, I still, I still like Duke in this. I just don't think Kansas is like when they relied on Yudoka Azubuki for four years and then David McCormack for another four years. Like it feels like they have they don't have a big man like that, and that's what the Kansas team needs essentially. So. I'm they don't, but Duke also doesn't have the wings really right now with three wide head out to match up yeah. with Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCuller and Grady Dick. So yeah, in case yeah, you ask, Grady so. Dick is really good. Grady Dick is really good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for his career for sure. Uh, all right, um, 9 p.m. Memphis is taking on St. Louis at St. Louis. The Billikens are projected to win 74-72. I'm going. I'm not going to do this to do myself again. I'm going Memphis to take this win, but I do think St. Louis is going to make it a really close game, probably an overtime game, if we're being honest. Yeah, this game should be actually really fun. I'm kind of sad that it is at the same time as the Champions, Champions Classic because it's just going to just make, make it hard to watch. Two TVs, but, baby, two TVs. Well, yeah, but like you, it's still hard to focus on two TVs. I know. <laughs> uh, but Yuri Collins, one of the better players in um, in the A-10 for St. Louis, he's really good. Francis Okoro, Javante Perkins, also really good for them. I'm going to go – I'll go St. Louis here. The – well, actually, hmm, <laughs> I'm going to go Memphis because Memphis and St. Louis on offense and defense are – like St. Louis offense, Memphis defense are pretty comparable. But mm-hmm. St. Louis's defense is definitely the least equipped team – or like least equipped side of the ball uh, – here, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna leave Memphis just because I got burnt on them last week. So not doing that <laughs> myself again. And DeAndre Williams is 86 years old. So he, yeah, DeAndre nice. Williams is playing. I'm taking Memphis every time. Uh, Wednesday the 16th, Gonzaga takes on Texas at 9:30 p.m. This is at Texas. Uh, Ken Palm has Texas winning 74-71. I'm gonna agree with that. That same score exactly. Uh, Gonzaga just didn't look that good. I know it's outside, so that definitely affected it, but come on. Like, they just didn't look that good at all. Texas still looks kind of discombobulated in terms of how they're going to use all their players, kind of like my argument for Duke. So I'm going to go Gonzaga just because they have a more defined lineup, and I think they kind of bounce back from the loss. And I need them to win this game so that they don't come out with, like, a yeah. huge vengeance over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to yeah, go Gonzaga wins. Yeah. Uh, still think Texas wins, but I think uh, I think it'd be great for them to for Gonzaga to beat Texas, so that way they feel confident going into Kentucky. Cause, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather just give them the the L there. Uh, VCU versus Arizona State, eight thirty p.m. This game is in Brooklyn. Uh, Ken Palm has it at uh, sixty eight sixty seven Arizona State. Uh, I think I think VCU is going to win. Arizona State's in shambles. I feel like right now, but that's what happens. We have Joel Justice as a coach, so. Yeah, VCU's defense is still really good. Uh, this game being in Brooklyn is incredibly weird. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I'll go. I'll go VCU by, by a couple points. Also, want to throw out that Connor's game that he called out with uh, Seton Hall, Iowa, that is not an upset, but is an upset, uh, is on this day. So yeah, someone's day. Yeah, yeah. So check it out. Um, Thursday, the 17th, Colorado State versus South Carolina, 5 p.m. in Charleston. So this is one of those tournament games uh, that they do in Charleston. 
South or Ken Palm has South Carolina winning 69-68. I'm going to ride uh, South Carolina here. I almost said Gamecocks. It would have sounded really bad. I'm going to go with South Carolina here uh, because they're just going to keep rolling right until they get into the SEC, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gigi Jackson had a good game against Clemson. This is He's the best player in this game. Um, on, honestly, like, really almost more excited about the 11-30 matchup, Furman versus Penn State in this same tournament. That should be a good game. Both those teams are top uh, – top 65 in Ken Palm. So that should be a fun one as well. Yeah. Um, I almost put that on there, but didn't. So but we can talk about it real quick. Uh, Penn State's 33. Um, I'm going to go with Penn State winning this one. I'm going to agree with Ken Palm on here. Uh, what do you think? I got I to gotta ride with Furman because they have Carter Witt, the former Wake Forest point guard, who has really long hair and looks uh, like a boy band member. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with the Furman, whatever Furman's mascot is. What are they? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> oh, the, they're the Paladins. I would never have come up with that. No, no, no not in a million years. Uh, Friday the 18th, Baylor is taking on Virginia at 7 p.m. in Las Vegas. This is all Eastern times, by the way. Every, anytime we mention it's Eastern times. Yeah, uh, But at 7 p.m. in Las Vegas. 67 to 66, Virginia winning, according to Ken Palm. I'm taking Baylor on this one. And uh, Keontae George is really good at basketball. He is, as is LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler. And I think yep. the way that you, I mean, we've seen the way that beat this Virginia pack line defense is to shoot. And yeah, that's what those boys are good at. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Indiana takes on uh, Xavier in Cincinnati, seven or 6 p.m., 73-71, Ken Palm predicting an Indiana victory. I'm going with the Sean Millers. I'm going with Xavier. Damn it. So I almost pitched this as my upset. So I kind of <laughs> wish I would have now so that you weren't like, I'll take less, whatever is less than a pint, I'll take. Uh, it would have been better to pitch this one. Um, I'm, I'm going with Xavier as well, mostly just because it's at home. And that yeah. is one of the better home court advantages. They also Definitely. have the size to match up with Hood Shafino and Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UCLA versus Illinois, 9.30 p.m. Ken Palm has UCLA winning 75-71. I'm going Illinois. I've, I've, I've doubted them every game I've watched, and they've looked pretty good so far. <laughs> this is the, like, this is peak anti-beers and buckets game because <laughs> yes. you hate you hate UCLA and are super low on them, and we both, like, make fun of Illinois. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Is it, uh, if it's possible for both teams to lose, I vote that one, but I don't think that's a possibility, so I'm going to go with Illinois so here. I'm going to go UCLA just because I think that I'm less high on Illinois, and end of the day, I like kind of defaulting to just who has the best player, and Hami yeah. Hawkins is the best player in this game. Yeah. Amari Bailey's pretty good for UCLA, too. Like, I've definitely been impressed with what I've seen from him so far. He also had a funny, uh, like, bad beat earlier in the year. Um, early in the year, last week, when he dunked a ball like off of a off a transition when they were up a bunch and should not have dunked it, but no. like, the flip to covering there, so that's funny. The uh, what's what's worse about this whole Illinois team though is how Brad Underwood totally misused Brandon Podzemeski or whatever his name is because my Yo, god, that, he is balling. He is balling for Santa Clara. I think he's had like three straight thirty point games or something like that. So. Um, just total misuse of talent there. Fire Brad Underwood. We're moving on. Um, Villanova <laughs> is taking on Michigan State at 8 p.m. Ken Palm has Michigan State winning 70 to 67. I 
I'd venture to say probably even by seven or eight. Uh, Michigan State looked much better than I thought they would look, and Villanova is not looking as good and depends on if Cam Whitmore comes back. And even if he does, it's going to take some time for him to get adjusted Isn't to this he, Villanova I think he's team. supposed to be back in, like, January. So yeah, it's a while. We are seeing him anytime soon. Yeah, it's a while. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Spartans here on this one. Um, and then we talked mm-hmm. about it, UF versus FSU. I'm taking FSU. Not very confident in that pick, but that's at 8 p.m. Uh, Kim Palm's projecting UF to win 74 to 71. Uh, so Dude, yeah, that's how Saturday. you pick an actual upset for yeah. your Shark Tank upsets. <laughs> Saturday, uh, November 19th, Maryland is taking on St. Louis. This is in Connecticut for a tournament, I'm assuming. So 1 p.m., uh, Ken Palm's picking St. Louis to win 73-71. I'm going to ride the Billikens on this one because I think they bounce back after a Memphis loss. Uh, so, yeah, give me give me the Billikens. Um, just Maryland has shot awful for to start the year. Um, looks like Jameer Young has kind of been their only source of offense. Uh, yeah, let's go Billikens again. Sounds good. Uh, Providence is taking on Miami at 4 p.m. in the same tournament in Connecticut. It's 70 to 68, according to Ken Palm for uh, Miami. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna go with the Friars here. Bryce Hopkins looked really good so this week, so. Uh, I'm going with the Friars here to upset Miami early on in the season. That doesn't mean I think Miami's bad. I just think Providence Providence is looking better than I thought they would. So give me give me the Friars. That's the long answer, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm going with Miami. There you go. Uh, Sunday the 20th, Kentucky takes on Gonzaga at 7:30 p.m. I I have Kentucky winning against M- uh, Michigan State. I think Kentucky's going to lose this Gonzaga game. Call me a hater. Call me whatever. But I'm going to be realistic here and can't be a homer. Um, I'm going to go with Drew Timmy. Uh, Oscar Sheway might not play in this game. We're not even sure if he's playing the Michigan State game. So if Oscar Sheway is not he's there. He's playing this game. There's no way he doesn't play in this yeah, game. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm for it. I'm with you on that. Um, I, I think the pressure of playing four hours or four-hour flight away, I don't know. I just don't feel confident in Kentucky in this one, and that's okay. Taking the loss a new, to a really good It's a neutral good team. site game, though, Connor. Yep. It's a neutral site and not an away game because the kennel is obviously not in Spokane <laughs> where Gonzaga is. Oh, my God. The drama it's around it was so stupid. It's definitely not closer to campus than Rupp Arena is to <laughs> Kentucky's campus. That Anyways, would, I why think— Why would you I, ever think that? I think uh, Gonzaga squeaks one out like they did against Michigan State uh, for some BS stuff there. Uh, and Drew Timmy is really good at basketball. I can't, can't deny that. Yeah, you can't know who's better, that. though? Oscar Shibuya. You got a Kingsley. Uh, you got is way better than I thought he was going to be this it, season. He, I can't even lie. Like, this, Scott Clark think, owes him an apology still. It's true. Uh, I think Kentucky matches up really well with Gonzaga. So I'm going to go Kentucky by seven. All right. And then later on at 9.30 p.m., Houston is going to Oregon. Uh, Ken Palm is projecting Houston to win 70 to 66. I think Oregon pulls out an upset here. I don't know why. Just one of those gut feelings. Um, could be totally wrong here. But uh, I just feel like Oregon Oregon needs it more. And Houston's kind of coasting right now, maybe. Uh, they look really good. But... Again, I have no no reason to pick Oregon other than it just feels right. So, 
going Ducks here. I am going to take this time. We've talked about Marcus Sasser a lot. He gets his gets his credit, like his due credit. He very much deserves it. But wanted to take it, take this time to call out uh, Jarris Walker, who is a freshman for Houston. Um, big time, big time recruit for them. One of the few freshmen that are really making a big, uh, big impact on that Houston team. And he has been absolutely unbelievable to start, especially on defense. Um, really like watching him play. I think he's going to go pretty highly in the draft and kind of go up board. So I'm going to go Houston here. Fair enough. All right. And that's it for throwdown games, man. All right, instead of our normal mailbag or last call, we're going to do a mailbag instead. Uh, well, not instead, in addition to. So a couple mailbag questions. Dow, go ahead with the first one. Uh, this is a buy or sell, so it's not really a question because Matt Sack doesn't understand the concept of a question. Uh, but buy or sell Baylor is the question. I feel like that I know the answer for this, but what you got? I'm buying. I'm I'm not selling on them now. I have too much riding on them. I'm buying. I don't know why we why would we be selling after two games where in one of them they scored almost 120 points. Yeah. the The real the better question is buy or sell Villanova. That's the better question. But I kind of like a hold on Villanova, just like. I don't think I want to sell. Yeah, it's like yet, hold, really, hold but... until Cam Whitmore comes back, and then you kind of see yeah. what kind of player he is and what kind of coach Kyle Neptune is. But at the same time, I, I I'm not selling on Villanova yet because this is where you find out who's a good coach and who's a good recruiter. So Kyle Neptune, uh, if you can adjust and and limp until you get Cam Whitmore back, then you do that, and then you kind of see what kind of coach he is. So we'll see. Yeah, you're. Um, Villanova is a hold, and if they continue to, to go down, you just buy the dip before Cam Whitmore comes back. Yeah. If yep. we're doing a uh, – But back to your question about Baylor. You, you're you not selling at all. You're not selling at yeah. all. Uh, like, I'm looking at the hip page right now. Like, they're ninth in three-point attempts for field goal attempt. They are shooting a very, very high percentage from three. They're 18th in the country in effective field goal percentage. I have no idea why anyone would be – selling on this yeah i mean i get it they only won by 17 against norfolk state who cares um wait until they get play virginia virginia excuse me virginia is going to get smoked by baylor uh so yeah just just hold off on that question on how you feel about it until you get to that virginia baylor game that we talked about um and then the other mailbag question we have is shaden sharp staying or leaving uh, he's staying, he's staying for good because he made us in the NBA despite everything that people in the BBN said he would. So, um, and he's actually doing really well for he's, a, a rookie he's in awesome. the NBA. He's yeah. Awesome. So, uh, the real question is, does Shane Sharp make this team better because we wouldn't have Antonio Reeves? And I don't know. Antonio Reeves is a really good scorer. Not saying like they're comparable players, but. What Antonio Reeves brings to Kentucky versus what Shaden Sharp would bring to Kentucky is a different game. And I value shooting, so I'm leaning more at Reeves, and that's not me being a homer. That's me liking three-point shots. So, yeah. What do you think, He's shooting from three. He's shooting 44%. What the hell? On how many attempts, though? 
I mean, Bro, freaking I Antonio Reeves had six threes in his debut game for Kentucky. Shaden Sharp shooting six threes, right. making six threes in his debut game. Doubtful. He's probably making we, one at most. I want to. This was. I didn't know it was going to be my last call, but now I know what my last call is going to be. He's shooting forty four percent on two point three threes per game. Pretty good. It's not bad for playing twenty not minutes bad. a game, twenty one minutes a game. Also, I feel like because you're in the NBA, you're going to get better looks, better spacing than you get in college overall, too. Theoretically. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think Shaden Sharp's best game is not coming at Kentucky for sure. Um, like, the, his best style of play is not coming at Kentucky for sure. Antonio Reeves, however, I think his best play is coming from Kentucky, and he's going to make it to the league as a role player, but I don't think he's going to be a superstar. Shaden Sharp has superstar potential. So, um, But anyways... He is staying at Portland Trailblazers for now until he becomes really good, and then he will get bought out or get a contract with the Magic in the future. So there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you did you your last call, right? Homer, you disgusting Homer, you. No, I haven't done my last call yet. Uh, let's, see, I, let's hear your last call. I don't know what it is. All right, so I'm excited that Kentucky is shooting threes. They still probably should shoot more considering how – well, they're shooting, shooting over 50% from three, which obviously will go down. And they're 219th in terms of attempts from three. Like, they're shooting 35% of their shots are threes. That needs to go up. That needs yeah. to go up, especially when you consider that in the game against Duquesne, four of the threes they hit in that game were very much garbage time threes. And I would really like to see them open it up. I know this is, I don't want this to turn into a severe wheeler discussion because everyone acts like that he's the reason that our offense is bad whenever it's not. But that's definitely something that I want to see us be able to do is open it up and go quicker and shoot more threes in the half court during the actual game and not just at the end of the game when we're kind of up by 15. Like, I love that we are using that to kind of put teams away. Great. Let's use that to get ahead of teams at the beginning. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, my last call is just thoughts and prayers to the uh, to the Virginia campus and um, just everything going on there. It's really struggle. I feel bad um, with the with the shooting that happened last night. This is Monday that we're recording, so Sunday night. Uh, the fact that it's three football players, like Dal mentioned earlier off off podcast, is a struggle. Um, so that that sucks to hear. But yeah, um, we're just you know keep them in your prayers, keeping your thoughts. And uh, we just got we got to change something. Something's not working here. Can't keep doing the same thing. Expect different results. So um, we need a we need reform. We need something different. So let's just change this. But yeah, this is the more serious moment for uh, beers and buckets. But with that said, we are going to end the episode. So um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at beers and buckets pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching along on YouTube. Thank you. And uh, like, rate, leave a review, make a comment, whatever you want to do, share this episode. And then check out the Basketball Podcast Podcast Network on Twitter for more shows like this one. So we appreciate you guys listening. And that's the bottom line because Connor said so. You guys have a great week.